the internet, and welcome to season 174, episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, March 5th, 2021. Uh, My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack O'B. Yeah, that's me. Talking news. Daily Z. Miles of Grey. Dan and Anna. And then me, Jack O'B. Uh, courtesy of official dickhead that was supposed to be uh, Mountain or Country Road. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Bots are on StockX tonight. Everybody hold your wallet tight. They gon' make you, you lose your bite. Everybody gets sneakers but Miles. Bots are on stock X tonight. Everybody hope they speculated right. We're gonna see values go up like kites. They don't wanna see you get that. Every day they're hustling. Okay, shout out to Johnny Davis for that just wonderful LMFAO party rock stock, party stock anthem. Yeah. Uh, just talking about the, you know, the resale game. And shout out to other people on the Twitter. I see resellers are stuck fucking up everyone's games. I know. I know. What I mean, do we do? I think it should be the official position of the show. Just go uh, fake. Go with the fakes. Yeah, go, go with, with fakes. The, go replicas, bro. You know what? Because, oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, I can't get those on sneakers? Watch me go on Reddit to my the rep fam. You know what I mean? And now I can, I'm not paying through the whatever for, for my sneakers. Mm, through the dick anyway. hole. Yeah. Yep, um, exactly. As my dad would still says. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the greats, the hilarious, the talented, Brandy Posey. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Brandy, I'm Brand. a fine girl. What Woo. a good wife I would be, but I don't want to get married. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What a good partner. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I think so. Um, I could hear the hamsters, the Kia hamsters popping up behind you. (laughs) Do you think I I have a friend who I I don't know if I don't know if my boy Daniel still has the Kia soul. But, you know, we all we all colloquially refer that to as hamster car. Oh, yeah. And I know people who then like when it became hamster car sold it because they didn't want to be in what was known colloquially known as hamster car. Yeah, I right. think that campaign hurt for as popular as it was. I think it ended up hurting the car more than helping it at all. Yeah, or people yeah. who just d- didn't see commercials and purely just like as like a objective, like I need a car with these things at this price. It's that great. But anyone yeah. who got bit by the marketing, they're like, no, nah, I can't, I can't pull up in a hamster car. Well, because I mean, also the they had the giant like cardboard cutouts of the hamsters and stuff at all the dealerships. They oh, were in that's the, right. That was like a big indoor mall thing for about like a year. It was just like a giant hamster and sunglasses. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they were like all over the place. That's like that's like indoor mall. Indoor mall is fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the Kia hamsters. Yeah. yeah. Where are they during quarantine? Are they taking yeah. care of themselves? Where's their ABC multicam <laughs> sitcom? It's coming. And the Geico Caveman got was that NBC or ABC? But oh shit, the hamsters better have their fucking show. Oh, it's coming for sure. And as like we've talked about, they were trying to replicate uh, the Ernest boom. You know, Ernest started as a commercial, and mm-hmm. right, yeah. you can't touch you can't touch Ernest though. I mean, Jim Varney was like a talent yeah. unrivaled by any other. 
Mm. Yeah, I think it needs to start with like a local ad. I think yeah. it needs to be like yeah. the the cinematic universe of the damn son where'd you find those guy maybe yep. we could yeah um, i think right now the local one is the person uh where the money reside where the money reside where the money reside <laughs> that that's probably the closest thing i've seen to like viral car sales people right now <laughs> all yeah, right brandy we are gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about uh, we're going to get a little speculative, uh, speculate about the French presidential election that's happening next year. Uh, that might be a preview of the 2024 election in the U.S. if uh, the Democrats don't get their shit in order. Uh, we're going to talk about a police reform bill that got uh, an accidental Republican vote. Uh, some of the one sixers uh, are entering the find out stage of the uh of the process of fucking, fucking around, around and finding experiment. it. <laughs> yes. uh, and of course, uh, the world is a buzz over the upcoming uh, Meghan and Harry Oprah interview. Uh, and as we know, Harry is uh, Miles's birthday uh, brother. So we, we're going to talk about that. So this uh, is about me. Really. It, more or less. That's how I'm, that's how I'm in the end. This. I'd rather watch you talk to Oprah than either of them, but we'll oh, get to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Oprah Holler. <laughs> We're going to talk about, uh, so there's this anecdote that keeps getting brought up that uh, workers in Denmark make $22 an hour. Uh, we're we're going to talk about just that anecdote, how that came to be, whether it actually makes Big Macs more expensive. Uh, it does not. Spoiler. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Uh, and we will talk about how uh, America's terminal individualism uh, fucked up Philly's vaccine rollout. All of that, plenty more. Uh, but first, Brandy, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Well, uh, the other night, the, the last thing that I really, really searched was I was looking for... Did either of you guys watch Forged in Fire? No, but I know what it is. Which one it's, is that? The knife competition show on oh. History Channel. Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a couple episodes, but no, I'm not avid. Big, big, big fan of it. And my favorite episode is with uh, the third episode of the show ever. It's the Bi Viking Battle Axe episode with my dude named Ryu Lin. Ryu is the best Forged in Fire competitor of all time. And I've been forcing my roommate, and my boyfriend, to watch Forged in Fire because it's the perfect <laughs> like background TV show. Because right. it's like I, I only like reality shows that are um, people uh, at the top of their game being kind and respectful of each other's craft. Uh, right, and, right, right, right. So you basically I mean, have two options. Yeah, I yeah. watched I watched Bake Off, I watched Great Pottery right. Throwdown, and I watched okay. uh, Forged in Fire. Um, also, go. if you have not watched the Great Pottery Throwdown on HBO, highly recommend it. One of the judges loves pottery so much that he cries at a pot in every episode. Oh, mm -hmm. do you watch the Repair Shop? I, which one's Repair Shop? Oh wait, no, that's no, the one I have, where people I have. fix the stuff. And yeah, like I figured yes. that's another one. Experts mm -hmm. being like, yes, and oh, great work on this leather yeah. restoration. I just yeah. want to see you be good at the thing that you put your money, your your time and your money into doing. Right. Like that's what I love. I love Forged in Fire. Anyway, they love the Ryu episode. I highly recommend it to everybody. He's a little he's a little weirdo. He um built like a forge in his backyard with a satellite dish, and then the cop the uh, like fire department got called on him, but he still did really great in this episode. So how does the idea. satellite dish, is that just because it has a shape that makes it useful? He, his forge was too small to make the Viking battle axe. So he cut uh, his satellite dish to make it bigger so he could actually be foraging it on the inside. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a thing. Oh, I wow. recommend. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, this just I like the just ingenuity too of like fuck it, I need a bigger. Fo- all right, f- yeah. get the satellite. Dish. <laughs> right, just looking <laughs> around, right solving. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say you like a show where experts are at the top of their game, bigging mm-hmm. up each other in a kind way. Which yeah. is funny because I'm at the other end of the spectrum, which is I like to watch experts scream at idiots. <laughs> um, and that's my favorite. Like Bar Rescue. Woo boy. That early yeah. Bar Rescue. Like that's a mm. genre. But th- and all that to say, I also yeah. find the they're different, you know, different there sides are. of the coin. But yes. Well, I just like a competent person. I like Bar Rescue too because like it is like a competent person coming and being like, I want you to succeed and this is how to do it. Too. Right. It's but also like, you're an idiot and let's yeah. let's take a second to realize racism isn't a good policy at your bar. Yes. Often <laughs> often that's why the yelling happens and it is great to see. Have you have you ever like caught yourself in a bar rescue bar and been like, wait, has this bar been rescued? <laughs> I no, yes, I have. Um, but I also went because it was like one of the lo- like a local bar. I'm like, yo, we gotta we gotta see what happened after Taffer came through. It <laughs> It was okay, you know. Yeah, they're not. They don't. They don't do a very good job. It is a reality TV show budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, shows that are like about rescuing a business, they typically have a terrible record of the business is actually pulling through on the other side. Like with Hell's uh, or Kitchen Nightmares, the Gordon Ramsay one. There's oh, only like yeah. five restaurants that like made it a month even after he left. Yeah, right. It's almost like the person running the place should be replaced. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It's, yeah, it's but how we have the emotional deep. arc. <laughs> yeah, right. that would be great if like they just and we decided to fire the general manager yeah. because. So what uh, we did is we sold your business on behalf of you, so you're liquid <laughs> in this amount. We covered some of the debt you have, so at least you're walking away with something, which is more than just running this thing out till it vaporized <laughs> upon entry, re-entry into Earth. That's what they should. They should have like a, a bar reparations rescue where it's just like taking like racist white businesses and liquidating them and then oh, just giving shit, them right. to, to people, people of who, color right. to like just be like, here, wow. you're going to do a much better job with this. That's that's my pitch, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. If, if Ilhan Omar <laughs> and AOC are the president, that would be that's what's going to happen. I they tell get you their what. way. Yeah. Secretary of Reality TV, right over here. Brandy right this way. Uh, oh, the poor so listeners much. cannot see the uh, shoulder shimmy that was going on when Brandy was naming herself the uh, Secretary of Reality TV. Unfortunately, the Queen will see you now. <laughs> I do love, so like in bar rescue shows, uh, that's a a particularly good one because it's. Like the stuff that they're doing wrong is always so obvious. They're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have a uh, our general man or like the guy, the owner of the bar is an alcoholic who drinks most of the booze uh, and doesn't pay mm-hmm. for it uh, and gives it away to his friends. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So what do we, what what can we do better here? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so right. your cashier is a pile of molds um, right. that says right. the n-word how about we replace that and right. figure it out from there I mean also impressive that you got this black mold pile to become sentient and racist but <laughs> yes. this is not good for your business no it's not it's not get it out of here what if we bring in a flaming drink of some kind to counter it <laughs> uh, Brandy what is something you think is overrated Oh, uh, okay. I always like to do my overrated, underrated together, and this is probably slightly controversial, but um, <gasps> since we aren't doing much in quarantine, um, I really have come to the position that coffee is overrated and tea is underrated. Oh, wow. I really don't think... Coffee makes me crash. I don't like the way it makes me feel. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't like it. When I'm on it, I'm always like a little bit... I, I peek too quick on it, and tea, I'm always just like riding right at the good place. I can go to sleep. Oh, uh, if you're peeking too quickly, have some orange juice. 
you know. Really? Yeah. No, that's like the old ecstasy myth. Oh. Orange juice that like really smooth out that peak. I was uh, just in my mouth mixing coffee and orange juice right after <laughs> it. Like, and I was like, oh, because you put the orange juice in so you vomit up the coffee and then you're not caffeinated anymore. Perfect. I like so what you're thinking. <laughs> you found a steady, a steady caffeine buzz with your tea more. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I much oh. prefer it. Much, much prefer it. I feel like as Americans, we don't get into tea the way we should because we are like an agro country. And right. it's like the one thing from Britain that I think we should have kept. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's where uh, Joe comes from is in the, mm-hmm. I think it was World War II. Uh, they they were like, God, these people love drinking fucking coffee. Gross. <laughs> um, and that's the Joes. Um, How yeah. Many people- how many people in America do you think drink coffee for the caffeine versus the um uh the Status? bowel movement that comes from? Oh, oh no, I was gonna the say like, <laughs> I know I'm I'm at least gonna shit once today. I feel like that's a very right. American oh yeah <laughs> thing. Yeah, I feel Does like tea not like... have the same effect. Just makes really. you have to stit shit steadily throughout the whole day. No, it just like makes you you know your body just works naturally that you aren't yeah, being it like. Well, that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Am I an American if I I don't have have explosive diarrhea once a day? I don't know. (laughs) I want to have heart palpitations and burst in a blood vessel in my eye when I'm sitting on the toilet. (laughs) Miles, where where are you at with coffee, tea? Have you ever gotten I mean, you know, being Japanese, tea is very V normal, V regular, Mm -hmm. always had. Um, I like tea. I like... The thing is, I never... I'm. I'm not as sensitive to caffeine. So like I was never into any of this shit for the caffeine until I started drinking cold brew and like Vietnamese coffee when I was like, (gasps) (laughs) 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 Like, was like the experience. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll sip on this a little bit. I'm starting to get it. But yeah, after then that kind of got old. Um, You know, I I like all of God's warm drinks and beverages. (laughs) Wait, what? What's the deal with Vietnamese coffee? I'm not. I don't think I'm familiar. That was just. I that was one of my first experiences with a uh, brewed coffee that was super heavy in caffeine, and I had mm. it like this, like Bonwi, uh, Bon Bonwi. <laughs> no, we're not at the office anymore. Uh, oh. That's a that's a, that's a local business. Uh, bon <laughs> Me spot in like Northridge that I went to, and I was asking someone about the coffee, and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, do you like espresso? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really get me there. They're like. You'll like this. And Sit right there. Quite literally, I was just like screaming, like I had just come out of some kind of like cryo sleep in a sci-fi film. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would mess me up too bad. I remember I didn't. I like never drank coffee until like my senior year of college, and it like was editing stuff overnight, and it like peaked me really bad. And like I was doing, working like a rough a rough cut of something, and the next morning everything was uh, cut like a half second too fast. Right, right. <laughs> you invented YouTube editing. Like, yeah, yeah, I did. You, I did. Two thousand and four. Yeah. I'm ahead of the right. curve. <laughs> we just got to get all these spaces out of there. All yeah, these exactly spaces in between the words. Why would we um, pause? No, faster, yeah. faster, 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 faster. <laughs> jump cut, jump cut, jump cut. No rest, uh, no rest. Twitch, <laughs> twitch, twitch, twitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about some news. And we're back. All right, let's talk about uh, real quick. There, they're seeing a trend in uh, the lead up to the next French election, 
next presidential election in France, which is next year, I believe, that is showing that the left who once voted for Macron uh, might actually either vote for Le Pen, the like far right ideologue, basically mm-hmm. their Trump uh, fascist, or not vote at all in next year's presidential election because Macron has been, uh, you know, functionally the president of the rich, uh, cutting uh, wealth taxes right when he came into office, cracking mm-hmm. down heavy on, you know, workers' revolutions, the Yellow Vest mm-hmm. Uprising. And recent polling is showing, yeah, lack of support for this, like, supposedly centrist candidate uh, from the left. And, you know, recent polling is putting Le Pen at, like, 48 percent. Um, I mean, it was close. It was close-ish last time, too. Yeah. A lot closer yeah, than they would have liked. So the fact that it's closer, sir, yeah. your policies, yes. sir. Yes. And, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I can't. Imagine this will be totally dissimilar from what happens if Biden uh, is running against Trump again in 2024 and continues to be uh, tacking to the right on all the policies that he ran on um, and tacking to the center, just like wealth humping traditional DNC Democrat. He's going to face diminished support because he's, you know, there's that bait and switch that I think people uh in power are accustomed to but i think the the majority of people have kind of run out of patience on like they're they're like no that's that's not going to work for us anymore um yeah yeah. there's a literal pandemic and trump has given us more money than joe biden has or wants to it seems like and it's like there's just the material nature of it you can't take you he 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 just He's he's, he's ruining right. this for himself. It's he's, crazy. he's right. He's writing their attack ads with yeah. the right. stimulus shit that's happening now. Again, yeah. Joe Manchin. He's letting mm-hmm. Joe Manchin fuck the party up because yeah. he's more. He's like whatever for whatever reason the administration is more concerned with like the appearance that things are going smoothly, like he said they would, rather than being like actually taking the momentum from the voting mm-hmm. population that was like, yeah, get us this shit, and he could be like. Yo, y'all need to fuck Joe Manchin up like fucking Trump used to do. Like, what? I don't understand. He's allowing this to happen. So now we're caving on all these fucking important things. And to your point about the stimulus check, they're Mm -hmm. setting the the bar now at 80,000 per person or 160 per household. That's actually going to benefit 12 million less people than Donald fucking Trump, you idiot. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand how the fuck this makes sense, how you defend that, how you're going to campaign on that shit. Hey, man, I help less people than Donald Trump. Okay, so between me, him and me, who do you want to vote for? What? Right. It really feels like it is the gamble of like, like Trump was our our Twitter president and Biden is trying to be our CNN president. He really the gamble is that like mainstream media is going to is going to that's what enough people still watch versus like seeing the online Discourse right. stuff. When really, what like, we're yeah, no man. <laughs> it's yeah. both. They've both failed. The Democratic yeah. Party is mm-hmm. an absolute failure. The the dem- the media, which is mostly, it's basically a demo- part of the Democratic apparatus too. Mm-hmm. Is just they've completely failed too because they're they're suffering from the same problems, which is people who are so up in weather balloon heights of mm-hmm. humanity have no idea what the lived experience is for normal people. So it it's all perverted through this lens where. You know, things are okay. Things are not. Maybe we'll half talk about how messed up 
some of the deregulation in Texas is while also being like, but I don't know, like it's just, I think because of that, there's, and the pandemic has made people, many more people realize how bad this country is when you have a party and a media apparatus who are not willing to acknowledge what everyone is seeing. That's right. The disconnect is only going to get bigger and they're going to be like, well, who's just not this shit? Because I know if we keep Mm -hmm. doing this shit, this centrist Mm -hmm. DNC CNN shit, I'm still going to be asked out. Right. So what the I mean, fuck it. Maybe I'll roll with Trump and I'll just I'll I'll I'll, you know, pile my guns and just physically fight off the racist. But maybe the policies might intersect Mm -hmm. with me in a way more than what this other shit is. Well, that's where fascism comes in. It fills the void where the government, like a strong man will come in where it just feels like there's this space that the government isn't taking care of you and there isn't that in the first place. It's right. like this, you right. know, that's that's how we got it. You know, that's how we got Trump the last time in conjunction with other things, obviously. But this time around, it's like, yeah, I I, I don't think Biden would have won if there hadn't been a pandemic, honestly. No, really. you know, there's, he would have got stomped out. Yeah, he absolutely would have gotten stomped out. Um, so it's... <laughs> The fact that he's screwing this up as bad as he is, it's like 2024 is going to be bad. And if it's not Trump, it's going to be like Marjorie Taylor Greene or something like that's <laughs> right, the, right. that's Trump or worse. No, it's going to yeah. be yeah. that racist mold pile from the bar rescue. <laughs> <episode>. Exactly. <laughs> and it'll win. It'll beat his ass. <laughs> it's almost like shit. Like, do people have to be like, fuck it, man, we're going to have to like primary Biden to win this election or some shit. Like, you know what I, I mean? Right. Like, because that's yeah. really what you, what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, mm-hmm. leftist progressives look at this shit and be like, we told y'all this motherfucker ain't gonna do shit. But this yeah, was right. the only thing, the only option we had to not have the fascism train keep going. And yeah, like what? At what point are people gonna be like, what? What's the point of supporting this? They, yeah, they just—they're not. Mm-hmm. They have no clue what what life is like, and they continue to just insult us with these terrible policies. Well, and the mainstream yeah, media yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of reflects how they're doing back to them is not going to be the people to tell them. You know, yeah. and they're like, also not going to be the people to get accurate polling, as we've seen. Um, well, so they'll the co- think they're doing fun. Yeah. And like the cognitive dissonance is just getting worse and worse with like what they're projecting versus not. I mean, like the inauguration was just like uh, this dystopian nightmare to watch happen. Everyone's like, we're wearing purple. Like there wasn't a coup that happened less than two weeks ago. And, you know, <laughs> uh, when they had like Tom Hanks host like the big after party thing, I almost lost my goddamn mind. I was like, he's like the number one celebrity that. QAnon thinks is like into adrenochrome. Can we not just be like running a victory lap around these people who are you're is not going to really? help either? The number yeah. one, I I wasn't oh, aware yeah. that Hanks yeah. was. Uh, he's like the... he yeah he's like their number one celebrity that thinks is like downing adrenochrome. So it's just there's like so many just like weird like. You haven't won anything. You technically won an election, but only because of the pandemic. Like, why right. aren't you feeling the humility of that? It's terrifying because it's going to lead to something worse. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about police reform where, uh, the house is looking to make some incremental progress, but still some progress only lost to centrist Democrats, uh, which was not enough to defeat it, especially because, uh, a Republican actually voted for this police reform bill. (laughs) All right. Lance Gooden from Texas. Come on down and get your woke warrior jersey. We're going to hang it from the rafters for voting for the George Floyd Policing Act on accident. 
I Ooh, mean, like, damn. This, the whole story is so funny because he pushed it on accident and he was so fucking shook <laughs> that he voted for this thing because he didn't want he didn't want people to think he was one of these soul havers. Uh, oh, no. he, he went on a fucking PR campaign. So he said, quote, I accidentally pressed the wrong voting button and I realized it too late. This is in a tweet that he deleted. This is Wednesday night. I have changed the official record to reflect, reflect my opposition to the partisan George Floyd policing act. Oh it God. sounds so bad when you have to come out here and say it like this. Uh, then he goes on to say, um, you know, uh, he was declaring that, of course, he wouldn't support the, quote, radical left's anti-police bill. Oh, honey, that was not a radical left anti-police bill. No. You have no idea what that no. looks like. <laughs> That's why it's so funny to me that you're so up in arms that they're saying they were going to ban chokeholds and yeah. create a registry for police who have been fired already for misconduct. Yeah. Well, also, other things, too. I mean, like, yeah, making it easier for DOJ to investigate police shootings. But yes, great. But there are so many other things that could have been done. Yeah. <sighs> Look, but... You know, what do we expect? We got the $20,000 freezer lady and fucking the whole crew up there who, you know, the only yeah. like black person they know is like Eddie Murphy. So, yeah, yeah, you exactly. know, is, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't they have, they have two buttons, right? They have a yay or a nay button for these yeah, votes. Yeah, so it is complicated. How, yeah. yeah, it is difficult. <laughs> yeah, maybe he could go with like a green and red system, perhaps. Yeah. Like put right. a post-it next to it. I don't really understand how you <laughs> mess this up. It should just. For, I think they should just make it easier. One button is a a, a like a nice stock photo of a white waspy family, mm -hmm. right? And the other one is a picture of people of color or marginalized people, and then they know they'll never hit the button for that group. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, just exactly. simplify for them. Yep, yep, yep. Bing, 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 bing. This is what we want. Yeah, just a family of a, a picture of a black family smiling, just like no black joy. Right. Get it out of here! Absolutely right. not. But he's like, yeah. wait, do I want this or no? what? Are oh, it's too complicated. Just everything's so hard. It's almost and, like I shouldn't be in Congress because I'm a moron. And do do we take him at his word that he did it accidentally and there was he didn't have like a momentary crisis of the soul that caused him to do the right <laughs> oh, thing and then was I, like, I'm sure yeah. it's a complete accident because this. This dude probably gets a lot of money from police unions and stuff like that. So I think right. that's more what he's upset about than anything else. It's like he might have lost some funding or yeah, been totally. worried about that. Yeah. And, you know, great. It passed the House, but don't worry. It's going to the Senate where it can be destroyed by the filibuster. So, you know. <sighs> yeah. Just put Come pause on everything because they're not, you know, they they can get rid of the. Again, I'm not seeing the issue here with getting rid of the filibuster because. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't the, we, we know what the right does either way, with or without it. Like they're going to do their shit. So to be like, but it'll make it easier. Oh, so that's going to be at the expense of improving things for people right now. OK, go off. Go off, Chuck. Go off, honey. Yeah. Has there ever been like a, a big vote that swung on somebody accidentally hitting the wrong button? Is that a thing that happens? I don't like, know. I mean, I would love for that to have happened, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to know. <laughs> yeah um, not that i know of i'm sure like when they were counting like when they were doing the roll call for the vote like someone like i'm surprised no one said like hold on lance lance <laughs> yeah i'm sorry lance. you voted uh, yes for the george floyd policing bill oh god i'm sorry i'm sorry yes <laughs> runs out it. of the bathroom pulling his pants up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i was just in there with my pants down i wasn't even <laughs> i wasn't even going to the bathroom That's i was just, just tapping my foot like you do in one of those stalls <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh the the bill 
uh, as Miles mentioned, will uh, parts of the bill will ban chokeholds, which is the physical restraint that led to George Floyd's death, uh, create a national registry of officers who have been fired for misconduct, bolster the Justice Department's ability to Im- investigate policing malpractice, uh, and prohibit racial and discriminatory profiling, all things that uh, I thought had been bills for, you know, that that should have been common sense uh parts of american law for decades now Uh, yeah and uh, real quick i just want to shout out that uh reps jared golden and ron kind from maine and wisconsin Wisconsin. were the democrats that voted against it so he voted for it and those are the two that uh should be primaried the fuck out of this place if you live anywhere near those areas get Mm -hmm. rid of them uh all right let's talk about q shaman uh q shaman q shaman he comes and goes doesn't he uh, <laughs> he does, he does. He as really he does. as he pleases i mean his mom's like main argument was the door was open yes uh, that that's it so because it got knocked in <laughs> right i mean they how is he supposed to know the door is open they're just waiting for him to come uh so this makes these criminals so fucking lazy yeah. it pisses me off the so, door was open the fuck that's his fucking excuse you think you can say that shit okay fine mm-hmm. but you've yeah. been gassed up mm-hmm. by society to lead you believe that that is a valid defense so you know go off yeah it's like the affluenza defense but like just uh, expanded to everyone. Uh, right. It's like a white. Norman Rockwell yeah. painting where it's like, oh, my child accidentally went into the doctor's office, but it's like my baby <laughs> accidentally stormed the Capitol. <laughs> right. Sorry, sorry about this. It's just it's just a bit of Americana for you. So he is facing 20 years for his Senate prayer service, I think is how he would describe it. Yeah. Um, and CBS is giving him an interview uh, to explain himself. This is why Trump's going to win next time. If if yeah. Trump lives for four years, this kind of shit, because the media is already like, ooh, well, we can't lose the ratings of all the Trumpy stuff. What? About, yeah, yeah, let's take a second to humanize face paint screamer really quick. It's so great, too, because of all the Black Lives Matters activists that they gave uh, full interviews to over the summer. Yeah, 100%. So it's really great. Yeah, I remember when, in the midst of it all, the amount of journalists that were uh, in and amongst the activists and protesters asking what it was they were here fighting for versus going 700,000 yards away and going, I think they're throwing firebombs now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck off. It's anyway, so both things are being given the same. Treatment. But see, but I'm saying, but these are the things too. back to the other thing that a lot of people are seeing just how fucking lame even the media is with shit like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, the, like, who the who the fuck are y'all anymore? Like, I don't even like fuck all this shit. Anyway, so CBS this morning. Yeah. Running the sick ass interview with Kushaman, and the uh, clip, you know, starts off being like, you know, fam, we think you attacked the nation, and he's just gonna go and let you know why this has all just been blown out of proportion. Your actions on January sixth were an attack on this country. Do you understand that? No, they not, ma'am. My actions were not an attack on this country. That is incorrect. That is inaccurate entirely. How would you describe them? My actions personally. On January 6th. My actions on January 6th, how would I describe them? Well, I sang a song. 
And that's a part of shamanism. It's about um, creating positive vibrations in a sacred chamber. I also stop people from stealing and vandalizing that sacred space, the Senate. Okay, I actually stop somebody from stealing muffins out of the out of the break room. I also wow. stop stop the count. If I was oh, his lawyer, boy. I would say we've got. Thank you. You see, my client is an upstanding gentleman. He's all he does is deal in vibrations and <laughs> is a protector of loose muffins. <laughs> the defense rests. He comes in with real, with big sovereign citizen energy at first, where like he sounds like one of those dudes who's like at the court, being like, "You cannot tase me, sir. You cannot. I am being detained <laughs> against my will. This is against the Constitution." And then like gets tased yeah. and yeah. Uh, pisses himself. Um, but then I, I love the just straight up asking the question back to the questioner while you kind of uh, stall for time. Even though you've been in jail, you should have been able to prepare for a question of how would you describe what you were doing that day? Would, that should be like, the, how would how would I describe it? Who, me? <laughs> Are you talking? Well, I say that I did Hold that on, just day. To, let me just describe right. like is in a description. And well, I woke up at around like 830 in the morning. I did brush right. my teeth in the morning. Um, I flossed as well. And um, my mm -hmm. breakfast included like a banana. And then um, I took the I, th I looked at the metro schedule. Okay, hold on. No, I feel like you're dodging the question. How would you describe entering the Capitol violently screaming with a group of other insurrectionists? How would Wait, I when? describe entering? How would I describe it? <laughs> oh, with I the mean, nature of Screaming? But you know what's funny? Then then CBS lets him get away with that shit. Like for, I to know. even go like, how would you describe it? You act like you're talking to some like political dissident somewhere. Yeah. Right. And let's Shut get your side of the down, story. Show the footage. Be like, this is what you did. Also, it's that day I remember watching um I was watching somebody that was streaming on Twitch. They were going to all a bunch of the um the Twitch streams from like the insurrectionists that were there. And that and like after he came, he came outside and he was just like high fiving people and just having a fun time. And I'm like, this footage exists. Like if yeah. CBS, like if, if these like journalists like weren't as lazy as they were, they would go and like find the real footage of like what these people were doing and be like, hey, here's actually a clip of you doing that. Here's right. all of this stuff. Like, put it in it's, his face. These people it, should have a book literally slammed in their fucking face. It's insane that this is they're letting this happen. Then yeah, new new term, book stomped. Where the yes. the weight of the legal books uh just stomp your ass out uh yeah. in, in, for justice. But you know, this is America. So, uh who knows what'll happen. But the thing is, you know, everyone's like, why would his lawyer let him do this before his trial? This shit is so weird and the the lawyer's like, we got to let people see this guy. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know what? They did exactly that. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? To, by not mm -hmm. pressing him, by not just like rhetorically cornering him constantly being like, oh, so that's what you thought? Oh, interesting. Don't just let that shit rock like that. Right. Come on. Yeah. So, you're a yeah. journalist. Push back on the truth. <laughs> you know, you know, find find it. <laughs> right. The muffin stealing is good, though, because I mean, that that is one of the most important things to Americans is the prevention of muffin theft. So he's aligning himself with that. But yeah, right. Miles, to your point, the like that's just saying, well, America's a white supremacist country and he is a white person, so we will let them see him and that will make them like him better. Basically. Right. And that's what he's at the very end of his end of his interview, he said, See me, see me. I mean <laughs> he's like, unreal. I'm not a violent man. Unreal. You know, but this is how this is <laughs> this is it, y'all. This is it. Like the, we're we have a we're we're held hostage by an improviser from Arizona. Um, right. <laughs> that's what's right. going on. Mm -hmm. so and his stupid. mom uh, was is in there saying 
that he, you know, should the open he door deserves, thing. Yeah, yeah, the open whatever. door thing, and just that he deserves another chance. And I mean, it's basically given. Yeah, it's a like the his defense could have organized this interview. Um, yeah, and all that does is arm stupid ass supporters mm-hmm. of this guy really dumb talking points to then infect their groups with being like well you know the door was open and Mm -hmm. it sounded like he was just there and he was praying like he wasn't one of the people like beat a copper and you know what i Mm -hmm. mean and this is how this shit goes because you just let that go uncontested and now oh for sure yeah they already uh... believe in like false flag shit so much too they'll just be like no they left the door open they tried to trap us with this and this is like part of the great awakening and yeah yeah, 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 but then like yeah but then you show them clips where the people are like but it was me i am not antifa I am the one. And like you had other people too, like cause this whole, that whole, you know, uh, paid act, crisis actor shit was going on. But mm-hmm. then they juxtaposed that with so many people were like, I hate that people were trying to say what we did that day was BLM or anti fun shit. But it was the vibes, your honor, defense been used in a federal court before because the, the, the specific mention of like the vibrations and energy was pretty, pretty. I mean, that's, that's, that's key to his shamanism. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. So I'm excited God. to see what crystals he brings into court with him. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. His lawyer is a crystal. I hope that he wears his suit, but also his buffalo helmet uh, right. <laughs> to the courtroom. Yeah. Um, he probably will. He's an asshole. But... Unfortunately, it's evidence, I think. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could construct, construct one. What if he builds one out of his prison toilet? He right. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the sink built into it. <laughs> Um, and interestingly, uh, the CBS has chosen not to interview somebody who would probably be a fairer representation of the, the people who were there that day. Uh, and that is big O, uh, Richard big O Barnett, uh, the dude who was photographed with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and is, is an avowed white supremacist and white nationalist and, uh, He's he's got some interesting defenses as well. Uh, yeah, he had interesting defenses for a huge energy he took into one six. Right. Uh, you know, he he said he was ready to die a violent death prior to January 6th. Like and uh, yeah, saying I'm a white nationalist. I'm I will do this shit. And, you know, he's finding it a little bit harder to be released. You know, we've seen a lot of other people be released because it was like lower level stuff or the, you know, they were the prosecution or judge deemed them to not be a violent threat and would come back. So they were released. Yeah. This guy, he it's a little hard to say the same when you said you were you were ready to die uh, like the fucking ba- debut Biggie album. Right. And on top yeah. of it, you were Wait, walking is he around like modeling himself after Biggie. His nickname is Big O. And he's. <laughs> Bump, 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 bump. Big O. I mean, big, big, big O. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. Sky is a limit. So he is, you know, he was also, he had a, a stun gun on the premises. He fucking even Jesus. stole a letter from Nancy Pelosi's desk. And they're like, you're you're violating, bro. Like, you can't even, don't even ask to be released right now. And so now he's going on saying, I did not steal it. I bled on it because they were macing me and I couldn't fucking see. So I figured I'm in her office. I got blood on her office. I put a quarter on her desk, even though she ain't fucking worth it. Uh, and I left her a note on her desk that says, Nancy, Big O was here, you bitch. That's what he told the fucking uh, uh, investigators. Yeah. So he's out here being like, why won't they let me out? So at his last hearing, he's screaming. 
of like, I need to get let out. He's saying shit like, quote, they're dragging this out. They're letting everyone else out. It's not fair. This has been a bunch of crap. Yeah. This is his defense right now. He can't even get through a sentence without like veering into just like hateful, like calling people bitch and uh, (laughs) it's just rage fueled fucking elder uh, here. But, you know, honestly, again, just like Mm -hmm. Kushaman, that defense might work, you know, for him too. be like, I left a quarter. And also this is this to be honest, your honor. It's not fair what's happening to me. Right. You know what? You're right. They go. And it goes back to what we were saying at the top of the show, where it's also like if the Dems like seemed like they were doing anything to materially help anybody and like they weren't just like pretending like this didn't happen at all and like just wanted to admit like, where does this rage come from? Where did this come from? You know, right, like right. and you're just, <laughs> you know, if this didn't scare them into wanting to actually do something for the people, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's they were coming to hang Mike Pence uh, and chanting yeah. hang Mike Pence, and he's still out here being like the election was stolen um, yeah. because he knows his ass is not going to be on the ticket when Trump runs in 2024. So he's trying to make yeah. nice. Um, it's like, Nancy Pelosi, the shit in your office. Like, can you just, like, make sure people have checks? <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I also, mean, like, I'm really disappointed in her as, like, you know, I would fe- I would think that a wealthy woman of means like her, the second her life was ever put in danger by a group of rabble rousers, yeah. she would be calling the fuck out the cops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, where's that big white woman energy, Nancy? Exactly. I was counting on that to protect us, the other people. Like, I was mm. like, well, here is our white champion who will deploy their whiteness mm-hmm. against whiteness, and whiteness will do battle on the, the, the courts of D.C., but... Yeah, this speak to the manager of white supremacy, Nancy. This is your moment to go yeah. full Karen. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know? And uh, the other thing, too, is like for uh, the, the with the Le Pen story, too, for mm-hmm. all this shit that this party say, oh, the, the Republicans are an existential threat. They're a clear threat. Y'all are not acting like it. Just like you said, all no. just like half the other shit you say is a problem, like white supremacy and, and, mm-hmm. and over-policing and income inequality. Yeah, y'all don't mean any of this shit because I'm no. I'm not we're not seeing a fucking thing that indicates it's real to you. No, it's right. all just talk and like weird pomp and circumstance for the photo the photo op that shows the white supremacy was beaten, but none of the actual work that needs to happen right. is happening whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, what they're trying to do here and probably will end up doing in different terms, but they're just mounting the like there was that a dude who a Texas teen uh, who was driving drunk and killed four pedestrians, injured several others, and his defense was affluenza. It was like, you know, well, he's been, uh, his perception has been hampered by just everything being given to him because he's like a wealthy kid. And this is just like the white supremacy version of that, where it's just like, what the hell's going on here? How is it? Like, you changed the rules on me mid-game is essentially like, it seems like what both defenses ma- yeah. uh, amount to like the combination of stun gun and in her office when like they were specifically looking to abduct people it, like that's, that's yeah. scary. That is absolutely scary. Well, it just shows you how blinding privilege can like truly actually be to yeah. the truth of a situation. And it's like it, and how it also just like, you know, is not good for that person too. It's like, oh, you live in a reality that doesn't exist, man. Like, <laughs> right. what? What? And for her, like, yeah, the other thing too is at, at a certain point, your privilege has you thinking you can't be touched by any of this yeah. shit when 
it's a very thin string that's yeah. holding oh, us all up. You know what I mean? And to, exactly the, the hubris was... of like the lack. I think that's the other thing too. Is like there's a hubris to this lack mm-hmm. of inaction that also pisses me off. And I think most people who are in the real world who see the existential threats that exist for people and yeah. people be like, that's for that's for the America's losers. And I'm I'm in this other part of town exactly. where they can storm the Capitol, knock my door down, put their feet on my desk, leave me a quarter, and say I'll be back, bitch. Oh, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That was just one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really won't happen okay. again. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and talk about Megan and Oprah. And we're back. And uh, the Oprah Megan interview is coming up this weekend. Uh, Megan Markle, the Duchess of something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't have all those <laughs> titles. Uh, the Duchess of out. Shrug emoji. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Duke of Who Gives a Fuck. We're right. You know, the, one of the few times I actually feel American is whenever uh, like royals come up, and I'm just like, man, no! fuck <laughs> that shit. Right, right, like, right. I like want to be in a monster truck anytime people talk about the royals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you putting your MAGA hat on and shit. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I don't believe in this, but in this moment, fuck you. <laughs> fuck all y'all. I mean, yeah. this whole thing is messy as fuck. It's because getting real messy, it seems like. The only, and like, yeah. and I don't, I've not really been up on like all of the back and forth aside. I'm like most people. I know that, you know, they are getting the fuck out of royal life because they're not into it. Like, it's too formal. There's all this protocol uh, for Harry. He firsthand knows what, a regular person getting caught up in the royal family can do to you through yeah. his mother. So he's like, I don't want any, like, honestly, I don't want any of this shit. Also, so, his uncle's a pedophile and they're not yeah. doing anything about it. So I could see being like, we're well, going to have kids and um, go over here. To be here. fair, Brandy, they are. And I will get to that later <laughs> okay. on in the story. They are absolutely punishing Prince Andrew in their very <laughs> privileged way. So, you know, there's been a lot yeah. of like bomb throwing from the royals via tabloids. Trying to be like, Megan's a bitch. I think she was smoking krills back in 03 or something. <laughs> you know, like there's all kinds of weird, just fucked up yeah. shit. And, it, none, and that only... Sort of started escalating and escalating. Uh, yeah. Last week or the week before, Harry was on cordoned, kind of doing his like, yo, I'm trying to, you know, not do this anymore. And sort of began them sort of talking publicly about like, yo, we're not fucking with this anymore. Yeah. Then everyone's like, this Oprah interview is going to happen. And everyone was just like, okay, this could be real, real, real good. But the royals apparently were begging Harry to not let this air because Grandpa Phil was sick. And that fell on deaf ears or whatever because, you know, the the, the shit is going to air. But then the British press started putting out a story that there would be an investigation into Megan's bullying of staff during her limited time there. So everyone's mm. like, what the fuck? And this was like literally coming right after hearing like, they're saying, don't air it. Okay, they're going to mm-hmm. air it. Fine. Here's this. Oh, uh, she's a bully ass motherfucker. So we're going to look into that. And. Then, you know, the Times even of of London, they were like, yes, uh, they said, quote, sources believe the public should have insight into their side of the story before watching the couple's much publicized interview with Winfrey. So then CBS drops a clip on Thursday that is basically posterizing the royals where Megan is talking about how there is an active campaign from them to smear her. And this was recorded before this shit dropped. So it feels even more powerful. And I'm just going to play this clip because the way they fucking... 
the like the sound design and everything, you think it was a UFC fight. Speak your truth today. I don't know how they could expect that after all of this time, we would still just be silent if there is an active role that the firm is playing in perpetuating falsehoods about us. And if that comes with risk of losing things, I mean, I've there's a lot that's been lost already. <laughs> wow. Mm. It's so sensational. The firm? So that's what I was Are like. Are they a crime family? I was like, what does Nas, of, AZ, and Foxy Brown have to do with this? Because <laughs> I'm talking firm days to you. I mean, Phone Tap is a f- classic track, though. Let's not get that fucked up. But anyway, yes. apparently the firm, this is what they're saying. There's an author about the firm, the troubled life of the House of Windsor. The blurb reads, however you look at it, the royal family is a big business, though one- With more ups and downs in the stock market, Prince Philip calls it the firm, and all the royal executives and their powerful associates are supposed to make every effort to avoid even a hint of scandal that could diminish the reputation of the family business. Mm. So they're like, Mm. oh. And then we find out that there's now, there's the firm, and then the queen apparently defined who the core firm is now, who can actually be out here representing the family because these people skated. So that's the queen, Prince Edward, uh, Sophie, the D- Countess of Wessex, Kate Middleton, Prince William, Prince Charles, Camilla, and Princess Anne, but Wait. not Sex Crim, not Sex Crim Andrew, and um, Harry and Meghan, they're out, and the kids are too young. So, yeah, it's gonna be wild. I just, I just, I'm curious because the royals aren't helping their cause to try and be like, yo, maybe this shit will blow over by like escalating, and it's gonna be a lot of, lot more interest now. But, but I'm just, after that yeah. line, I'm like, what is, what's Meghan say something wild now? Yeah, it's so crazy because it really feels like they're really trying to make Harry and Meghan happen in America. And we already have the Obamas as yeah. our royal family. <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't need You know, them. like, and also, like, they're boring. They're not charming. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to start a podcast? Like, the royal ex-royals mm-hmm. podcast? It's going to oh. be shit. I'm excited be for- Prince Harry and me. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for Harry to be doing uh, tushy ads. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> the royal bum is clean, your highness. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's where this is all heading. It's just like they're not... Stop trying to make yeah, but who, Meghan like, Markle happen in the United States. It's not going to happen. She's like, and like, does she even yeah. want to be... The, it sounds like they want to be... Do they even want that? Do, don't they just want to be know. private? That's what's so weird, too. I'm like, it's like, do you want to be like famous, but without the responsibility of the royal family? You want to be yes. like... In between a like mm-hmm. an A-list celebrity and like a C-list, we're just like, no, nah, just enough. Like I can get in places, but I don't need the shine, really. Yeah, it's like, what do you want? Like, because to me, whenever people like do this and they 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 leave or they want to move or something, I'm like, don't move to L.A. Move to like, <laughs> right? Why are you here? Like, I I just distrust right. the whole thing because of that. Where I'm just like, no, you could live anywhere. You have money, you know. Right. Just, yeah. yeah, for them to be more, I think, like relatable or become like oh we love them they would need to start like partying and fighting yeah. like normal people do so i'm yeah. like right. oh shit i know that fight i know that fight mm-hmm. harry oh shit mm-hmm. harry you fucked up yeah like yeah that's the kind of shit i think would be different because if it's so sanitized like we're past that like you no. know you can no, just, no, no. just be obscure and by yourself yeah no we don't need like a prim and proper ex-royal couple like we need you guys like up in some crazy, crazy things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like she's, you know, uh, Meghan Markle is now just, you know, starting a cannabis company and shit. And, you know, <laughs> that's what they that should do. Stuff. Royal yeah. weed of some kind. Like, oh, getting... no. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <The> yeah. <royal laughs> weed. 
the royal the, the royal weed. You know, right. more problematic b- weed brand than colonize <laughs> like literal monarchy based <laughs> colonizer weed. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's uh, I mean, that's honestly the direction they're probably heading. <laughs> uh, I'm always surprised. Like it's it's similar to when the Republican Party does something or like puts out something that's transparently. Like just a, you know, Dr. Seuss uh, is being Mm -hmm. attacked type bullshit. That's like everybody can see through that. But there's Mm -hmm. still a bunch of media that will cover it with a straight face like that. There is that for the royal family in England, Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I'm always surprised by it. Like this uh, Megan thing, like her being a bully will get picked up and covered with a straight face fully by by a bunch of uh, media over there because it's Mm -hmm. like such an institution yeah and then you know i mean they're probably repped by caa over here and then they're (laughs) gonna have like their thing that goes back and forth it's like that's the thing that nobody realizes it's like they have agents like (laughs) former presidents have agents it's like that who's Mm -hmm. actually these are people getting 10 percent of you know empires does the queen have agents i bet she does yeah she's at a uta (laughs) (laughs) you're not a talent agent actually no she might be WM I I think Ari Emanuel was actually repping her I wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprised yeah his dad probably put that deal in place when he was a soldier of fortune back in the day. Mm-hmm. So exactly. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, let's talk about full circle shit. <laughs> I'm serious. Damn. I know. Wait, is, I know. Man. It, was Arya Emanuel's dad a uh, soldier of fortune? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ar- Ari and um, Ram. Yeah, their their dad was. I think that's like his thing. Was he was? Yeah, he was like a, a Blackwater before Blackwater. <laughs> Damn. Everything's great. Everything yeah. is going really well. And then you can be a guy who, you know, Jeremy Piven plays later on after right. his hair plugs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Lloyd! Uh, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah. One time I was behind Jeremy Piven in a spin class and I got a better score than him. So, Ooh, kept, wow. I kept checking on him during class. I was like, I'm going to beat this motherfucker today. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fun. That's what yeah. actually most spin classes hire uh, Jeremy Piven to come by and motivate people. That's what he's his main source of income these days is. Did I then add myself on IMDb as like a spin class extra <laughs> uh, <laughs> on an episode of Entourage that existed that but didn't have a spin class in it? Absolutely. Look, there you go. everything's a lie, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this uh, McDonald's minimum wage talking point because there, it's actually kind of an interesting story that I think dives into one of the big problems of the United States. So AOC brought it up in a recent tweet pointing out that McDonald's workers in Denmark make $22 an hour plus six weeks of paid vacation. Uh, yeah, but how much is a Big Mac? Six grand? Yeah. So this is a big talking point. The for One of the conservative rebuttals is, well, that's great because the Big Mac actually costs five fifteen over there and it's four eighty in the US. Um, this is based on something the economist does that's like just like a silly infographic. They don't like really take it that seriously from 2014. And if you actually looked at look at the updated data, uh the Big Mac costs like a dollar more in the US. Um mm-hmm. so uh-huh. their big mic drop thing actually is the opposite. A big term um, drop. Right. There's also um, they they're pointing out that Denmark doesn't have a minimum wage, and so I mean they're they're the ones who are, you know, making it 
like making that argument. That's not AOC wasn't like their minimum wage is twenty two dollars. She said that that's what they make. Um, yeah. And the reason they're able to do that without a federally mandated minimum wage is that they have unions and unions mm-hmm. actually work on behalf of the workers. Typically, trade unions work to keep wages above twenty dollars, um, but there's no federal wage. Um, so USA Today was like, so uh, three Pinocchios for AOC. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so. American society, uh, fast food employees make an average of eight ninety an hour. Uh, half of them rely on some form of public assistance. Um, and over and the reason that we don't have that is we we just don't have union support. Um, and so yeah. the the way that this actually came about the twenty two dollars, uh, McDonald's showed up in Denmark and was like, uh, we're not going to like deal with these unions F- fuck a union um and so the unions went to work uh the find out phase yeah the find out phase they <laughs> they did the fuck around part mm-hmm. uh there were strikes boycotts leaflet campaigns newspaper coverage and daily demonstrations outside of mcdonald's restaurants um construction workers refused to build any new mcdonald's brewery workers wouldn't deliver beer uh because yeah beer in mcdonald's over there which is awesome uh and danish graphic artists refused to work on mcdonald's advertisements and instead made counter advertisements uh including one that became iconic of a dog taking a piss on the golden arches um and so they eventually were like "Uh, all right i guess (laughs) like we'll 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 do we'll be part of the we'll let our employees be part of the union um Mm -hmm. and that's how like that's that's the only way that corporations are brought in line with like collectivism their workers uh fairly yeah um they're just <laughs> it's fucked i mean yeah it's that simple you know what i yeah. mean like this country's just been on a steady path of just taking apart dismantling unions and the yeah. ability for you know collective bargaining and trying to advocate advocate for the workers to advocate for themselves collectively to get the outcomes that they would want like wages that mm-hmm. be like i have one job and right. that's fucking tight yeah. uh and i have vacation and i can be a parent versus you know what we have now which is saying like hey guys i get it you're a franchisee you want to make money like this is the like you can you got to pay them at least this much and then it's up to you right oh yeah, yeah. i mean we've got dolly parton doing you know five to nine <laughs> As a, as a follow up to her nine to five, just work twelve right. hours a day because that's what you need to do to be able to actually live in this country. It's yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, it started with the '40s right to work laws that gave states the power to determine whether workers can be required to join a labor union. Uh, then McDonald's uh, has a has aggressively attempted or has aggressively prevented attempts to unionize in the U.S. In 2019, uh, several workers were fired for trying to unionize. Uh, They appealed to the National Labor Relations Board, and uh, the National Labor Relations Board sided with McDonald's. So the the things they did to uh, crush unionization was uh, using employees as moles in meetings, uh, circulating names of possible pro-union employees and coaching franchisees on how to avoid hiring people who might organize a workplace, um, which is illegal, but it doesn't yeah. didn't stop them from doing it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. you start start shedding dollars like that, paying people. Yeah. But I mean, okay, corporate yeah, espionage, like all that shit is real. Like that's co- yeah. corporations, uh, the devil works hard, corporations work harder. Like they will find a way to, you know, a spy to, you know, ma- make it so that people don't feel comfortable uh, taking collective action. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think in the end, so people don't feel comfortable, like just in America in general, the tone is we don't want people to feel comfortable getting in touch with their power as a collective. No, like, we're really. so the lack of education around unions and like the history of of the labor movement in general is just I mean, it's it's pathetic how little we're taught in, in school or in, yeah. in any think, formal, formal way about it. I think the closest they'll maybe talk about like collectivism, like in other books will be like the, the fucking Reddit GameStop, uh, Robin hood fucking crunch. Right. <laughs> like, and just keep it limited to that. Like, see what happened there. But I don't think it's happened in any other ways. I mean, I so literally late- remember being in school and then being like, Eugene Debs also ran for president and then he was put in jail. But, but what did he do there? <laughs> uh... Keep going. What, oh, why? no, don't worry. But, huh? but then this other guy won instead. It's fine. And that guy just stayed in jail for a long time. And he was powerful, <laughs> so he's more interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was just like, remember being like, wait, who? What happened to that guy? <laughs> right. right. Wait, is Labor Day like about giving birth or something? I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Back in, back in LA, we call it Flavor Day, where you go to 31 Flavors and get any ice cream you want, y'all. <laughs> Can we rebrand Labor Day? Not. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Flavor, Flavor Day. <laughs> 31 Flavors. Labor, Labe. <laughs> Where's Labor, Labe? The yes. new fucking mascot for, for fucking unions. Socialist Flavor Flav. I love this. <laughs> Labor, <Let's>... Labe. <laughs> Maybe this is how we reach the kids. Did we just create a TikTok character? Yeah. Kids, yes. remember remember uh, Public Enemy? Wait, no, that, that's too old. Uh, remember the 2005 <laughs> dating show Flavor of Love on VH1? You guys right. remember Flavor of Love, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's with me? Uh, Brandy, it has been a pleasure, as always, having you uh, oh, on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you and follow you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandazzle, B-R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z-L-E. Um, I have a podcast called Lady to Lady. That's uh, very fun. comes out every Wednesday. It's just like Riffin and me, my Twitter co-host, Riffin and hanging out with a bunch of female comics. And we've had on people like um, uh, Margaret Cho, Karen Kogareff, Sona Malavsesian from um, Conan O'Brien's podcast, all sorts of fun people. So yeah, it's just a real silly good time. Collection um, of legends on that podcast, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, Barbara Gray, Tess Barker, where you have a good bing, time. Bing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Very, very silly account that just launched two days ago. Um, I live in Eagle Rock, California, and we had um, some delightful news the other day. A uh, a bear was found wandering our neighborhood. Um, and then so somebody... and cops had this whole chunk of like our neighborhood shut down and I was driving home and I was like, what the hell's going on? And then you but check that's online. that's because a young person of color was selling candy. Well, at first I, we, I was like, oh Jesus, what's happening over here? And then I go on the Facebook group and they're like, there's a bear just wandering the neighborhood. And I was like, oh, fun news. Whimsical, but then, right. Yeah, but then uh, Fish and Wildlife uh, said that they would not come out and tranquilize in the evening. Um, so the bear just had run of Eagle Rock overnight, which is adorable. And there is a Twitter account called Eagle Rock Bear One that was created. Bear and, One. <laughs> yeah, Eagle Rock Bear One. It's because Eagle Rock Bear, I guess, was already taken. 
Yeah. And it's very silly and it's very stupid. And my favorite tweet that they did, this is like hyper local, but I really love a hyper local tweet sometimes. Said, I'm the only bear in the world that prefers the Eagle Rock Plaza to the Americana. I love this bear that has lots of opinions about my malls. I love it. It's very stupid. It just felt good for a minute to be like, ah, a silly piece of news happened. Yeah. Yeah. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man. Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Uh, and also the other podcast, you know, the, the 420 Day Fiance, where we just talk about that that wild reality shit, you know? Mm, um, nice. Let's see. A couple of tweets I like. First one will be from uh, Norm Charlatan at Norm Charlatan. Just tweeted, decriminalize walking around with a beer. Yeah. Hey. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like like the olden times. Uh, yeah. And another one is from Solomon Giorgio at Solomon Giorgio tweets, as a millennial, I support Gen Z in every way. I ain't about to start a fight with a group of people that still got good knees. (laughs) 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 And that's how we know when we're like, yep, we are entering the washed territory. Because I I did something. I remember looking at something and I thought, oh, my God, their knees. (laughs) It was like someone doing like a limbo thing. And I... And I almost like I didn't say I didn't even tell her majesty that that was my internal like monologue because I caught myself and I was like, oh, my God, it's <laughs> the great aging is upon <laughs> you. Where now your thing is you watch a video of someone limboing and you went, oh, they're neat. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, that's OK. That's OK. The, that moment where you put down the vans and you pick up the new balances is just a moment in your life yeah. that you just don't go back from. <laughs> where someone says nice shoes and you talk about how comfortable they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. They're real cushiony. It feels great. I can stand for an hour now. <laughs> you know, John Tesh, his instrumental shit is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> is this too loud? Oh no! <laughs> is this too loud? I like Tesh, but he goes a little. I don't know. It's like it's a little we too hear hardcore. you. Yeah. I don't want to say hardcore, but you know what I mean. I yeah, yeah. You, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tweet. I enjoyed Kat Dennings uh, at Official Cat tweeted, I like to go big and go home. Uh, and, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, and then James at video underscore James tweeted, Groceries are so melodramatic. I took a left turn. I didn't drop kick you across the back seat. Relax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, and... You can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about today's episode, as well as a song that Miles is recommending for you guys to check out. Uh, Miles, what is your recommendation for today? Um, you know, this is uh just a tr- uh, artist from Senegal called Super Diamano, and this is just some really great. Um, they called Embalax. This is a kind of music, bluesy, jazzy form of rock, but it's also like very African. So it's got great rhythms and really awesome instrumentation. So this is Super Diamano uh, with the track. Maaduline, and that's spelled M A A D U L E E N, and it's just a great, like, 
could cook to this. You could dance to this. It's it's like one of those. It's weird. It's a song that I feel threads many needles. Like you could relax to it, or you could turn the fuck up to it. It all depends. It's what you bring to it, baby. All right. Well, go check that song out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.